0: Hello, y'all, and I am back for another episode. Today's gonna to be a little different. So usually on Fridays, I do a and a episode, but tomorrow is my 34th birthday. So I decided to bring you a mix of a personal episode and also a topic that I just really have been wanting to talk about as I move into the next year of life. So thank you for celebrating with me my last day of being 33. So what the topic is today is all about having a crystal ball and where this idea came to me, it literally came to me through my own personal growth and discovery and all of that. And I was like, wait a minute, I know so many parents of autistic kiddos that would love to have their own crystal ball too. So you're going to get to know a little bit about me today and I promise it's going to impact you. Too, because y'all know, hopefully by now, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I love just being able to serve and provide information and creating a safe space for you, not only to learn as a parent, but also in your own personal growth and development. Welcome to a parenting space actually designed for you, where you can get answers about navigating a life that includes autism. I'm Dr. Tay, a licensed child psychologist and parental coach specializing in neurodivergent affirming care. I have supported hundreds of autistic children and their families and have been in the autism field for over a decade. And I know firsthand the impact autism can have. I was 12 years old when my little brother was diagnosed and my family had to learn how to navigate the autism journey. It wasn't always easy. Two decades later, I now create resources and services I wish my family had including this podcast, and I developed the whole family approach on this podcast. Of course, we will talk about autism, but we will also talk about your personal growth and well-being as a parent, supporting your non-autistic children and sharing personal stories of other families. So, you know, you're not alone. Quick disclaimer, before we jump into today's episode, anything shared on this podcast should not be considered clinical advice, and you should consult with your team of medical, mental health and developmental providers if you need support. So. I will say, if you want to give me a birthday present, here is what you can do. And they're all free. That's the great piece of this is number one, come connect with me on social media. I love being able to interact with you. And if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes in my podcast, screenshot it and tag me because that also helps to spread the information to other autism parents. And this one would be extra special. If you feel like you are getting value out of this podcast, which I hope you are, if you're not, please DM me and tell me what would provide more value for you because I am here for you. I record three episodes a week in order to have this be a resource and like I said, a safe space for you to be able to learn. So I am always open to suggestions. But if you are finding value, literally the best thing you could do is leave me a five star review. This helps on the back end to push this out to other parents. So when they go into a podcast app, whatever you're listening to right now and search autism, that my podcast starts to be promoted. And I just, I actually, I'm going to share vulnerably. I have a goal do have weekly downloads of a thousand listeners. So we're at about 500 right now. So the podcast is definitely growing. It's really fun to check in on the analytics every week, but I want to be able to reach more parents. And yeah, I think if you're finding value, and again, that's my goal, that's my hope, that other parents could find value as well. So let's dive into today's episode, all on crystal balls. What happened? Little behind the scenes, about my life. So like I said, I'm about to turn 34 and I am single. I I literally, it's my dog and I. So if you follow me on social media, you'll see my dog. She is my pride and joy. Her name is Charlotte, but I call her Char pretty much exclusively. I feel like naming is such a fascinating thing. And I know so many parents do this. You agonize over a name and then you end up calling them a nickname anyway. And that is exactly what happened with Char. But you know, she is, oh, she's my pride and joy. I love her. And she just brings me so much joy in my life. And it's really interesting being a clinician who specializes in working with children and being a podcast host and dedicating my whole social media profile to children, particularly autistic children and not having children myself. I used to actually really question if I was the person to do it because I was like, who am I to tell parents how to parent? And I hope it never comes across that way. I'm never trying to tell you you're doing something right or wrong. I'm really big into telling you to follow your gut. And I just love being able to provide the information. But the reality is that I've been in this field for over a decade and I I have worked with tons of parents. And I, I really do believe one of my gifts is listening and listening to understand. It was something when I finally was taught how to do that as a clinician, which was later on in my training. It just was profound because I could actually hear where the areas of challenge are and what values are there for parents. And really, yes, I can't from firsthand experience know exactly what you're going through. But I think that when you have someone go along with you in this journey, that they can begin to understand what it's like. The way that I do clinical work, especially now and in the last year, is fully immersing myself into a family's life to really understand what they're going through. And so I'm just, I'm so grateful to be here. It's interesting this weekend, I was going through my TikTok archives and I found this video and it was this beautiful song. It actually was from America's Got Talent. I had seen a clip of it going around on social media about how we ultimately hold ourselves back because of fear. Let me find the name of the song real quick. It's called Daydream by Lily Miola. And I might not be saying that right, but this idea as kids, we used to daydream and have these big goals and go after them. And then at some point we started playing small and I had recorded it a year ago and I just broke down crying, listening to this because at the time I recorded it, I think in June of 2022, I was getting ready to leave my full-time career. That again, it was my dream at one point I've talked about this in other episodes and just how much fear was there. And so this idea of like doing it anyway, when you're scared, I mean, literally brought me to tears, but I finally posted it. And I was like, wow, how much can change in a year? And literally, so my birthday, so today's the 25th. If you're listening to it, the day that it drops, but my birthday is August 26th, And I literally walked away from my full-time job. My last day was August 31st, 2022. So going into my 33rd year of life, I didn't know what was about to come. And it was scary. And now looking back, like, oh my gosh, like this podcast didn't exist. Like my practice existed, but barely, like I had just launched it as a means to be able to have a salary for myself, but it wasn't what it was. It wasn't focused on the whole family approach. The concept of the whole family approach didn't even come until I want to say October or November. Of 2022. And just the way that I do my services, it slowly has become more and more tailored over time. So, anyway, where does this concept of the crystal ball come in? I think that this isn't where it was inspired from, but had I had a crystal ball last year at this time, I would have totally been like, okay, yeah, let me know. Let me know that everything's going to be okay. And I don't think I could have as much joy if I knew what actually was to come. It's like, we can't summarize all these experiences we go through in in just like a short glimpse. And so I, yes, at the time, I would have loved to know that I would be okay, that I would be able to afford my rent, that I would be able to pay my bills, that I would find families to work with. And leaving academia was the right decision. And at the time, it felt so scary. And I talked to a friend recently, too, who's thinking about about making a big transition. And I said, listen, just because you feel scared doesn't mean it isn't right. The most perfect things can absolutely feel terrifying. And that is even true of receiving your child's autism diagnosis. It can feel right. And you can know that this is the path that you are supposed to be going on with your child and the path to be able to get them support services. And it's okay to feel terrified, too. I think that sometimes we have our emotions and we just want to respond to them. And they're not an indicator that we need to do something, that we need to fix or change it. And I think when I think about the past year, that has been my biggest growth area. For so long, I spent time thinking about feeling and being like, how do I fix these feelings? Instead of actually feeling, instead of actually experiencing things. And I'm just so grateful going into my 34th birthday that I have discovered this gift over the last year. But a crystal ball wouldn't have been able to tell me exactly what this journey was going to be like. It might have been able to tell me, hey, you're going to be okay. And sure, that reassurance would have been nice. But I also think that, I don't know, like, would it bring me as much joy right now? being able to reflect back and see the progress because I would have been expecting that it was going to be okay the whole time. So where this idea of the crystal ball came from is like I said, I'm single and I really, really enjoy my life right now but it's taken a lot of work to get here for so long especially around like my 30th birthday I started being like everyone's in a relationship all my friends are getting married and having kids like I want that And why is that not my journey? And even growing up, my mom had me when she was 30. So I always felt like I wasn't going to have kids until my 30s. But then when my 30s hit, I was like, oh, God, I'm nowhere near that right now. And that felt pretty terrifying. And I felt society's pressure of being like, I'm single and I need to fix this. And I've learned how to be more present and really appreciate my single life. And I still very much want that. I still very much want to get married and to have kids. And so where this idea of the crystal ball came up is, and I said it to my therapist and she chuckled at me in the most supportive way, but I said, sometimes it's hard. Like, yes, the majority of days I'm able to be fully present and enjoy my single life. But then on other sides of the coin, there are those days where loneliness hits and that it is hard. And I, I remember I'm not afraid to cry, y'all. So I remember just crying, being like, I just want to know I'm going to find my person, right? And some people look at me and say, you're being too picky. And I'm like, I'm okay with being picky because I know when I find someone who is my partner, who is my better half, who helps me to be a better person, who brings more joy to my life, I know he is worth waiting for. Before that happens, I don't, I'm not like in this urgency that I have to follow this timeline and it's hard at times. And so sometimes I find myself being like, if only I knew that I would eventually meet whoever this man is, right? I could take so much comfort in that. That's all I need to know. I don't need to know how I get there. Although there's this vicious cycle. I say that now, but if I really knew that, then I'd probably want to know more details. So I didn't miss him and all these things. And this is where learning to listen to our gut and our intuition becomes so important. So I share that with you because I want you to know that I am on this journey with you. And yes, I'm not on this journey with you in terms of being an autism parent myself, I'm in this journey with you in the sense that I get what you're going through and I'm also doing my own work. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I grew up with a brother who was diagnosed at 23 months of age and I was 12 at the time. And yeah, it's my story and not every sibling story is going to be like that, but I am learning how I I didn't want to take up space as a kid. No one ever taught me that, but I didn't want to take up space because I knew my brother needed help. He needed more help than I did. And so as a kid, and even as an adult, our brains can be like this. It's very systemic. It's very black and white in its thinking. And it is, it. As a parent, you might be experiencing this too, where you don't want to take up space. And I think for so long, I love being a helper. I mean, I literally built an entire career around being a helper, but I also day in and day out am constantly helping people because it brings me joy. I love it so much. And realizing that in order to be the best helper, I have to serve myself first and foremost. I have to take care of myself. And that is true for you as a parent. So I want you to know that I'm doing the work that I'm preaching. I think that's really important. But this also, I want to comment on this idea of a crystal ball for you. And yes, in the depths of my loneliness and fear and worry and all of that, Just feeling like, when am I gonna get there? Real quick, just a brief interruption. Because I want you to know you don't have to navigate this journey alone. If you're in a place where you have concerns about your child's development, you've been on the search for a therapist that provides evidence informed neurodivergent affirming care, or you're needing more support as a parent, the whole family approach may be a good fit for you. Autism doesn't just impact your child's life, so you deserve care that works for your child and your whole family. Head to the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary call where we can chat about your unique circumstances. We can help you decide if Dr. Tay concierge clinical care would be a good fit for your family. And if not, we will provide you resources for your next best steps. I did want a crystal ball, but I truly do not believe right now. If someone handed me a crystal ball, Ooh, this is hard. If someone handed me a crystal ball right now, as my birthday present, if they were like, here you go, Taylor, you can ask it one thing. Would I take advantage of that? And part of me wants to say no, because I've learned how to follow my gut and my intuition and just be present, but probably I would. (laughs) And it probably would be that question just to make sure that I get to experience a relationship, a romantic relationship and find that person. And I think the bigger piece of it for me too, is go on the motherhood journey. Although I could do that by myself if I had to, too, thanks to modern science and modern technology, but I don't want to, that's the other thing. And I know so many people who do, I just, I really don't want to, and that's okay too. So would I ask it a question? Oh, that's so hard. But part of me, here's why part of me says no, is part of me says no, because I I don't, I think we miss out on so much when we oversimplify things like that. And so I know that there's parents listening. And I literally had this thought as I was deep in the depths of my emotions of like, I want a crystal ball. Oh, but so many of the families I work with would love a crystal ball too. They just want to know, or you want to know what your child is going to be like. Are they going to be okay? And this is the protective part of you as a parent. You want to make sure that everything is okay. And I want to give you hope that, well, you cannot fix everything. We can't, right? That's the reality your child is going to be okay. And the biggest way that I know that they're going to be okay is as long as they're loved and accepted, they are going to be okay. We also, the other thing that we don't know is what changes are are happening right now in terms of neurodiversity and acceptance. We don't know when your child's an adult, what this world's going to look like. And even if you knew your child was going to be okay, I know that would be reassuring for you. Some of it, though, is like, what does okay mean? And what does our world look like? There's no way to know that. And I think that this idea for you as a parent of a crystal ball would just help to mitigate and reduce some of the worry right now. And what I will tell you is one of the most powerful gifts you can do for yourself is to validate your worries and not let them hijack you. Those are two very different things. You can say to yourself, like, yeah, okay, I I noticed my brain. I'm really worried about this transition to school, or I'm really worried. Will my child ever be able to functionally communicate for themselves and advocate for themselves? Will my child ever have friends? Will my child ever be accepted? You can validate that. You can say, yeah, that's a real worry. And it's okay to feel that way and to feel that worry. And my worry isn't going to get me the answer. And so right now I can just acknowledge it and say, hey, worry, I hear you. Thank you for looking out for me and for my family. I got this right now literally talking to yourself like that. I do this all the time. One of my favorite books for personal growth and development is this book called No Bad Parts by Dr. Dick Schwartz. And it's all about acknowledging these parts of you that developed over the years to be protective and how can we validate them and acknowledge them. And it gives many beautiful exercises. It's based on a therapy called internal family systems, which is the type of work that I do with my own therapist and how I discovered the book but it's validating your worry and everything that you want to know, but also recognizing your worry isn't going to get you the answers. It's not going to fix anything. And so what worry does is it brings you away from the present moment. It, it, often distracts us from joy that is right in front of us. Literally, as you're worried about five, 10 years from now, or maybe even tomorrow, your child could be doing something for the first time. Your child could be asking for your help. Your child could be smiling at you and looking at you. And that distracted mindset keeps you from fully experiencing those things. And so, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Trust me. I get it a lot. Just like I worry all the time. Am I going to meet someone? You worry about what your child's future is going to look like. A common one I hear a lot is what's going to happen to my autistic child once I'm no longer here, who's going to care for them. And that is a really scary thought. And there's nothing you can do to fix that thought. Like It's hard to hear, but it's inevitable, right? It's likely to happen at some point. And just acknowledging, yeah, that's hard to think about, right? Giving your space to feel those emotions. So I also don't want you to do the opposite though. Like that worry comes up and be like, nope, not worrying, shut it down, right? Because then you're not allowing yourself to truly feel and experience what you need to to feel and experience. And a lot of times when we shut it down, that's called emotional suppression. We're going to see it magnified and coming out in another area. So it's, Emotions are energy and we don't get rid of them. We can let them be. And basically it's like the particles just spread out and they take up space. And when they take up space, they have less of an impact on us. But when we push them down and we try to shrink them, we might get them where they're really dense and confined and we're pushing them really low down, but eventually that energy is going to keep building up. Eventually that energy is going to have to come out. And so why not do that in a way that truly validates your feelings, your emotions, and allows them to be. But the difference is, is you don't have to let it hijack you. You don't have to let it rule every thought you're having. And listen, some some of you listening have clinically significant anxiety. And this is where Working with a mental health therapist can be so incredibly supportive, or talking to your doctor about getting on an SSRI, or there's other supplements and things like that to support your system. Something like literally, my dog is on it, CBD. It works for pets and humans. And I'm not recommending any of this, I can't. But what I will say is having these conversations with your medical providers could be really helpful and taking away and reducing that worry, whether that's learning how to process it and work through it, or it's changing some of the neurochemistry so that you don't have that neurochemical imbalance, which we know contributes to the manifestation of anxiety. But also at the same point is some of this is being willing through your child's autism journey to take up space to accept the help. And this is where, yes, I recommend if you need a therapist yourself, please find one. And this is why I've created a a group therapy program that allows you to simultaneously get support for your autistic child and get parenting advice while also giving you a space to feel seen, heard, and supported because that's really important. So while I can't grant you a crystal ball, and honestly... Part of me doesn't even recommend that, even though I think all of us would say yes to it, myself included. I don't recommend it because, yes, it might feel like that temporary fix. And how often are we going through life looking for that fix, that answer that's going to make us feel better? But at the end of the day, it can't fully capture The beautiful journey that you get to go on and some of that beauty is experiencing the pain is experiencing the negative emotions and you get to grow through that and no it's not fun being single but I'm growing and evolving and learning a form of self love that I never had known for, because I'm willing to go on this journey. And the same thing is for you. Can you learn that self-love, but also can you learn that love and accept that wholehearted acceptance for your neurodivergent child or children? And slowly we get to make this world a better place. And just know I'm partnered with you in this every step of the way. So that is a wrap for my birthday episode. Like I said, if you're finding value, let me know that's the best thing you can do for my birthday. I would be so, so appreciative. Like I said, tag me with the podcast, let other people know that you're listening and you're finding value, leave a five-star review, send me a DM, whatever it is. I look forward to connecting with you and If you've been enjoying this podcast, if you didn't know this, you can literally subscribe to the podcast. So there should be in the app you're listening to right now, a little plus or subscribe or follow button, and it will notify you when new episodes drop. I will be back next Friday with a traditional Q and a episode. So don't think those have gone away. I just felt really compelled on my birthday to do something different, right? I guess it's not my birthday yet. Tomorrow is my birthday, but thank you for spending my last day with me being 33. And honestly, this is probably one of the first years I'm like excited for what's to come on a birthday. Sometimes my birthdays are hard because it's a reminder that I'm single and that I am like missing some timeline that I'm falling behind. And maybe too, your autistic kiddos birthday is the same that you notice that they're falling behind. But here's the beautiful thing is that when we learn to shut off this comparison, we get to experience either our own life or our child's life and in this way that it was intended to be. All right, y'all. I will see you back Monday for our regularly scheduled week. We're fully wrapped up with the mini series of School is in Session. And we're just going back to all kinds of topics. So let me know if you have something you want to inspire for a podcast, either leave me a question, give me a topic. I am always here to help and serve. Next time I see you, I will be 34. All right, y'all. Before we wrap up this episode, for real this time, I want to share a couple ways you can get even more value and what your next steps could be. First, join the Evolve Facebook group. We do Q&As about the episodes and so much more. I linked that group, my personal social media pages, and any resources I mentioned in this episode in the show notes. So scroll down now and join me online. When you submit questions on any of my pages, your question could be featured on this podcast. How cool is that? I love being able to speak on topics that feel directly relevant to your life. Your questions truly make a difference in the content we create here. One last thing, do your fellow autism parents a favor. Share this episode on your social media and tag me. Autism currently affects one in 36 families in the United States and many more worldwide. So I'm sure there is a parent in your social media followers that could be served by this podcast. Thank you again for being here. And I'm so grateful we shared this time together. Bye y'all.